Welcome to episode 146 of the Dawson D Show and safe to say number one in the spooky category. This episode comes to you from the beautiful Gold Coast where we sit down with Nadine and Celine from Haunted Down Under. When it comes to interviews and topics that we are relatively naive in but fall in the absolutely fascinating category, this one is just that. Haunted Down Under are paranormal investigators and explore all places that may be haunted. You may have come across their content on YouTube or even seen their series on Amazon Prime, but if you haven't, we suggest you definitely check them out. We sat down with the ladies to find out how Haunted Down Under started and what made them begin investigating the paranormal. And going into this interview, we were quite sceptical, but it didn't take too much convincing and evidence to quickly change our minds. Not only are you about to hear audio captured from their investigations, but they explain in detail how they can determine who or what they're speaking to and what they've just encountered and actually show us some of the tools and equipment they use. They shared with us some of the most chilling moments they've encountered, the most scared they've ever been and the freakiest things that have happened. Plus, we get a whole lot of education about what actually is a ghost and how to communicate slash deal with one, what makes a haunting and the types of hauntings there are, and some reasons as to why you may sometimes feel, see or hear something that you just can't explain. Whether you're skeptical or totally on board with all things paranormal, we guarantee you'll find this interview absolutely fascinating and there's a good chance you may finish feeling just a little bit creeped out. Remember to subscribe, follow us on socials and leave reviews. But for now, let's get into the most chilling episode of the Dawson D Show with Nadine and Celine from Haunted Down Under. Well, Dice, we've made it up north, the sun is out, and uh, but we're about to go a bit dark. We're getting a bit spooky. How are you feeling, first? We're going somewhere we've never actually been before, and I think it's going to be more of a curious chat from our end because we, do, we don't know anything really about, about this kind of industry, so I'm, I'm feeling a bit nervous. I'm very excited. Let's welcome the girls. We've got Haunted Down Under. We've got Nadine and Celine. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. On the T-shirt there, tell us exactly what is Haunted Down Under. Okay, so we started out just doing investigations, trying to find evidence of the paranormal just locally, and then we decided to start filming it for YouTube so other people could experience what we experience. That's very... (laughs) 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 I was expecting you to experience it. No, that's awesome. So tell us about how it then shifted into once you made that decision to go to YouTube, how quickly did it all kind of take off and gain some sort of social media traction? Really, really quickly. It was really quick. It was. As soon as we did a collaboration with TFIL, it just... Boomed. Yeah. It was zero to a hundred. It was, we had no time to sort of understand what we were doing. <laughs> What's TF, what is that? TFIL. There are What's YouTubers that? in okay. America. Yep. They came down, we took them out on an investigation. Wow. And it just boomed from there. The power of collaboration. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Growing up, let's go back. We'll come back into Haunted Down Under shortly. But when did you guys become fascinated with all things spooky? <laughs> I've always been pretty interested in it like I always loved horror movies but the ones that were like you know the demonic possession or like the ghost stories and the real stuff yeah yeah yeah. like I've always had an interest in it would watch you know like ghost adventures and ghost hunters growing up but had that sort of skeptical side but I growing up like had a few experiences that I didn't actually realize were experiences until I was a little bit older until I was able to open myself up to it a little bit more so yeah it's always kind of just been there and I never thought it would get to this point where I would actually get to experience it and go searching for it. Did you have an experience as kids or as teenagers where you thought you may have encountered something paranormal like that triggered you guys going down this path or no? Not for me. My first paranormal experiences started when I started investigating. Right. But I was weird. I was a weird kid. I was obsessed with cemeteries. I was obsessed with... <laughs> oh. oh, I loved it. Wow. I loved it. Yeah. As a 12-year-old, I was like, I want to go to that cemetery. Let's go check it out. But no, for me, it was just watching Ghost Hunters and Adventures with my dad. I was like, I really, really like this stuff. And yeah, just 
decided I want to go find it for myself. What actually? What actually is a ghost? Like, I, I guess, and I know it sounds like a really basic question, but there's a lot of people out here listening that are similar to us. Like we're, we're scratching like the the surface here, but what is a ghost? And, and when you are researching and looking, what are you looking for? Technically speaking, a ghost is a spirit that's earthbound, and a spirit is one that's moved on and can cross back over. At least that's how it was explained okay. to me. Yeah. So spirit is basically a human without a body. So when did you stop becoming skeptical? When was the moment where you said, "Okay, this is real"? I'm still skeptical. Okay. So, so you're not even a hundred percent sure. When I capture something, I know that I've caught something because I know the factors in which it was caught. Okay. I know that none of us faked it. I know that who was there at the time, who said what. We have multiple cameras to check it. It's when other people show me something, I will ask the questions, well, did you do this? Was that someone else? So yeah. it's easy to be, it's easy to be really skeptical if you're not actually there and experiencing it. So like yeah. I'm probably more open to it than you are like I like I do take that side of skepticism like we always are on the side of caution with it um because you don't want to jump straight to that conclusion that it is paranormal because there's been so many times where there has been a logical explanation to it and we do look for that but I think me being on the more sensitive side of things it's easier for me to say yeah no that was that was paranormal that was a ghost like it's yeah we have a good dynamic so Celine's more sensitive she can feel see and hear things Whereas I'm more about the technology. I want to capture it on the camera. I want to capture it on the audio. I don't see and feel things like she does. Yeah. And then we get times where like we can consolidate it because I would have seen or heard or felt something and then you capture it on the camera or the recorder Mm. and you can sort of tie it in together and say, yeah, okay, well, that worked out. So what's your process? So if you're seeing, feeling, hearing things, do you have some type of process that when you two go out and the the crew to, to do your show... Do you have a, a set process on what you're looking for, the vibe, the feeling? I don't know the right terminology and wording. And th- do you have your process as well? I think I know what you're asking. So yeah. if Celine is seeing and hearing things, we'll go with, okay, we need to try and get visual and audio. Mm. So we'll also speak to the location. If they are experiencing anything, so people that run that location or they live there, whatever it might be, they might say, we see a lot of shadow figures. Okay, well, great. We need to get the night vision cameras out. Or we hear a lot of voices, make sure we get lots of audio out. So we do collaborate our equipment with what the location is renowned for experiencing. Well, you do you do go by feeling as well. Like I've said it before where, like, you know, in Spider-Man where he's like, my spidey senses are tingling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. I've said it yeah, before. Okay, it's okay. like, you know, your paranormal senses are tingling. Yeah. Like things just feel different, whether it's yeah. a change in temperature or like you might just get the goosebumps. You might just feel like there is something else there. It's like when you're walking around, you think there's someone coming up behind you. So you yeah. take over your shoulder. It's that kind of feeling. So, mm. yeah. And I do get that feeling. That does sometimes happen, particularly yeah. when with season one, we all had to take turns going alone. Mm. Yeah, I saw that and that was... So when you do that, it doesn't matter how sceptical or brave you are, you are scared no matter how... Oh, I'm sure I'd get a feeling. (laughs) You know, walk into something like that, you're going to sense something, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting what you said earlier because our background, so he's grown up in a Catholic family. I've grown up up in a Christian family. So probably the ones that you cop the most hate from are probably in the uh, The only only ghost I heard of was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But but the funny thing was, so I grew up thinking there's no such thing as ghosts, blah, blah, blah. But then as I heard more from my parents, I would talk about spirits all the time. Now, that made me probably more skeptical, funny enough, but they're so cautious about, they've, they've got experiences where they'd have people over to you know, I don't know what the terminology is, cast the house out or rid them of yeah. cleansing, that kind of thing. And they, they like, they are so convinced. And mm. our number one rule growing up was you, 
never touch Ouija boards, never play with spirits, never do any of that kind of you stuff. You know we do that stuff. Yeah, yeah well, as long okay. as there's none uh, currently here. What's up, Ouija okay. boards? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got them upstairs, but I won't bring it out. Yes, please don't. Uh, <laughs> I've done one once. That was Have almost, you? Yeah, sport and rec camp. Yeah, yeah. I was terrified. I, was, I didn't believe it. I thought the girl who wanted to do it, she, I was like, I was almost certain she was like using her finger to push it around. and I was, But everyone else was like really scared. Well, we think about it as evil connotation kind of thing. Like mm. these are all evil and bad, but... Would you say that it's in your definition of saying that they're almost trapped on earth? What's kind of the theory? Is that they go, they're supposed to go to heaven or hell, but they get trapped here? Or where do the spirits go if they're not a ghost? Where do we go when we die in your eyes? I'm going to let Celine take this one because <laughs> she was also brought up in a religious family. I was brought up in a very, very Catholic family. It's okay. still, look, it's not exactly accepted in my family what I do, but, you know, yeah. like I was always kind of told, you know, you leave them alone, you don't go and seek it out, but... You know, like you, I've said it before, like you can't help it if you're in a location and then they just start appearing or speaking or like making themselves known to you. It's, I don't think anyone can ever answer that question. Like it's, they, they do seem to have something that they want to say or do whenever we're around. So they might say, help me, or they might, you know, like they might want you to go and follow them into a certain area. So I, I really don't know what keeps them. Like I, I honestly think it's the whole they have unfinished business in terms of passing them on. Like I've never been around someone that has done anything like that. I don't know. Because well, it's also- almost like a lot of when, – when people pass away in close to them, especially in family, that's where people tend to start believing in this stuff more because they want to communicate with that person that is now no longer on earth. And I think it can give you that sense of comfort as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So with, with me personally, the family that I know that has passed away, I have never made a connection to from the spirit side. It's always been when we go out, if that makes sense. So I've never been able to speak to my grandparents. Have you example. tried? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is there a connection with what you girls do with, what do you call them? They're not psychics, but you know those people that they go and you, they read and they can feel. Yes. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a connection with what you guys are doing and those people? Yeah. In a way, because we've... When, when Haley was still with us doing yeah. um, her investigations with us, she's psychic. Yep. There's a fine line, though, between psychic and sensitive. So you're a sensitive. Mm. Um, I've worked in a previous team where we had a lot of psychics and some very interesting things did actually happen, especially when you can collaborate between the equipment and what the psychic is saying. Yeah, that is. I'm sure it's that amazing. would be really <laughs> crazy. They yeah. will say to you, though, like, a, like I've had a lot of psychics say, you know, like everyone has that ability to be a psychic. We are all born with that ability. Mm. It's whether or not you choose to actually tap yeah. into it. So it is something that I do sort of want to tap into a little bit more. And, you know, I've recently seen a medium, like psychic medium, and I've had a chat to her and she's, you know, you can get guidance into going down that sort of mm. path. But is that something you recommend to people especially that are dealing with grief or trauma or not not on your own because there there are ways where you can open yourself up to something without realizing it and you can leave yourself too open so like I have been told that I've done that in the past where I have left myself too open and it can you just elaborate a bit further on what that means yeah so like so personally I was told that I had left myself a little bit too open had a visitation in my dream essentially and I was told that you know like it can bring a lot of negativity into your life and Basically, like, don't mess around with something if you don't have that full understanding of what you're able to do. So sure. I- interactions aren't always going to be positive. Oh, no. Most no. of our interactions not. are not positive. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had interactions where, like, personally, I have been scratched on the back and we've gotten that on camera and you've seen, like, a scratch appearing on my back but no one else was standing around me at the time. It's, yeah, we've had some, like, you know, sometimes you can get, like, 
you know, a crushing feeling in your chest or feel like you've been hit in the head. Like, um, so that sort of like empath sensitivity where you can feel what the spirit before you has felt or what they're wanting you to feel. Mm. So it's... See, Celine feels more that more that stuff than I do. So I've never really had any of that happen to me. And I think I'm more closed off to the feelings and the empathic side of it. For me, it's all about capturing the evidence. So mm. I, for me, a Ouija board, recorder, camera, no difference. Whereas a psychic or someone else will tell you there is a big difference. But to me, there isn't one. So if you're trying to make contact, you're making contact no matter what the contact is. That's interesting. And we're going to dive into all your devices shortly and, <laughs> and, and, what, and some of the, your best experiences and, and what you guys do on YouTube. But before we do, I'm also interested because I think the part that where I've changed my thinking a little bit, I'm now where I am now, I kind of very open to anything, like any kind of theories, whether it's this kind of stuff or just people's opinions i'm trying to stay as open and as possible to everything but growing up like going back to the religious kind of family thing it's like you would always be told you can't believe in heaven and not believe in hell you can't believe in god and not believe in satan as an example and with this kind of stuff i think if people are very spiritual as they are and they believe in things like manifestation and speaking things over your life or or thinking things into existence then people should be then very open to spirits and ghost hunting. Well, I know for a fact that there is something out there. As to what it is, we don't know. Mm. But I've been in a room by myself and had someone talk to me on the recorder. It's a plain recorder. You can buy them from any tech store. It's just a recorder. Basically what you're doing right now. Mm. And we have voices talking to me or to Celine. So I know there's something out there. I was also brought up Christian until mm-hmm. my parents decided to also broaden their minds and I have as well. So I guess... At the end of the day, no matter what you've brought up, you know, what religion you are, there's always something out there that we might not be able to explain or that religion might not be able to explain, whatever it might be, and I want to know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is is that part of the inspiration what you're doing is like we don't know what there is. Like did you both question your religious beliefs growing up or as as you grew older, like is this part of the development into this? For me, not so much the religious side, but maybe on your end, I'm not sure. I mean, it's still... I mean, it's sensitive to, it's a sensitive topic, but. Yeah, like it, it does make you question a lot of things and especially, you know, like as I said, when you're growing up and you're told, you know, you, you leave them alone, you don't go and seek it out. But then like I said to you, well, if they're going to make themselves known to you, then I'm mm. not really seeking that out. That's them doing it and mm. that's just something that I'm experiencing. So that that was always a bit tricky. But I think for both of us, it's just a search for that extra knowledge. Like I don't think we'll ever be able to answer the question, you know, what happens after death, where do we go? Everything like that. Like I, I don't think I will ever have a full understanding of what a ghost is, what a spirit is, but I know what it can be like when they're around. We know mm. like the evidence that we can capture from them, but don't know why they're there, where they go after. Yeah, for me yeah. it's curiosity yeah. and I think a little bit of an adrenaline kind of feeling. Of it. It's like, definitely the I'm, adrenaline. I'm, <laughs> I'm terrified of like roller coasters and stuff like that, but a ghost hunt, just I love the feeling of being out there. The adrenaline rush Something you around you, you don't know what it is and you're yeah. trying to see if you can communicate with whoever it is or whatever it is. I think I'd rather the ghost hunt than the roller coaster. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, shit We're going to dream world in a couple of days. How far does your beliefs go in terms of things like spirits potentially hanging around you or possession? Does Do you guys... 
talk or encounter or speak about that kind of stuff? Previously, yes. So I've worked in previous teams where the main investigator was quite religious and into, you know, the whole exorcism kind of thing. And it is a very controversial topic because a lot of people, there's a fine line there. Sure. And we, or I'd seen things and heard things that were quite terrifying that would probably scare most people out of never doing this again. But in terms of Haunted Done Under, we've never encountered that if you're going like the demonic side of this kind of industry, if I could call it that. Yeah, you We've never really encountered that. We definitely I mean? encounter like scary things, but in terms mm. of like possession, yeah, I can't say it's something that no. we've ever personally experienced. Not to say that I don't believe that it happens. Again, like growing up with the Catholic faith, you know, I was told about all those stories. So, yeah. you know, like it's one of those things where I still don't know really where I stand with it. But yeah, we've... we've like we've definitely had we've had negative sort of energy that you know they threaten yeah. us but it's never been anything that dark where you'd have to call in a priest or anything like that it's never no. really been anything like that do you ever go out and come back and think gee i'm worried i'm going to bring something back no. into my home or me no, no. Okay. I, no? I, I think i have brought things back oh, no. she has <laughs> they all go to her not me yeah um but it's like again like it's just learning what you're meant to do in that sure. instance you know like if you do open yourself up there is a chance that something will follow you home so you know one thing that i was taught is to imagine like a white light around you and then just say out loud you know i'm done thank you for communicating but i'm going home now and you need to stay here you can't follow me home because i have you know gone home when there's nothing home and then all of a sudden there has been some stuff in my home, so it's been a bit... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind of stuff? Just, oh, like, for me, the previous place that I lived, like, I would see, like, movement out of the corner of my eye. And I could tell, like, it was, like, it was kind of like the shadow that was the height of, like, a grown man. Um, and it would just peep in and out. Nothing sinister, nothing that would really bother me. It was kind of just something that was basically letting me know that it was around. And then when I moved out of my home, one of my younger sisters said that, you know, in my old bedroom where she now sleeps, she does get things that move every now and then. Or yeah. So, yeah. I've recently, um, since coming up here and living up here for a few weeks now, my girlfriend and her family, like they, for a living, they would like buy a block of land, build a house and they would rent somewhere else while they would do that. And, um, yeah, both her parents, they were telling me a story of one of the houses they lived in, um, in Kingscliff. And, yeah, they, they they were telling me stories about, you know, like they've got four girls, four young girls, or they're all adults now, but they were all sleeping downstairs because the, the room, the, all the rooms upstairs were boiling hot. And, like, both my, uh, her parents are adamant that, like, they could hear kids running up and down the stairs, like, mm. for, like, a good 20 minutes. And, like, they were trying to sleep through it. And then Kelly turned to them and were like, what, what are you doing? And they were all still asleep. All, all four girls. It's interesting you say that. This is going to probably tie into another topic. There is different types of hauntings. Okay. So that to me sounds like a residual haunting. So it's basically what they call the stone tape theory. It's just energy that is replaying in time. So if you try and interact with it, you're not going to get a response. It's yeah. not an intelligent response. Whereas a lot of the investigations we go to, we're actually speaking with an intelligent... Gotcha. The intelligent haunting. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually get a response to a question we are asking. Whereas what you're explaining is something that even if you were to tear down the house and build it up again, it will still happen. Really? Yes. So what is it then? How do you explain Residu- it? Residual haunting. It's so basically it's just, happen- it's just like a, a memory almost. in time yeah. where it's just right. replaying and it all. So you'll see sometimes people say every night at three o'clock, I hear someone walking up the stairs every single yeah, night. Yeah, I hear a lot of those kind of. But you tear down yeah. that house and you build another one there, you're going to have the same thing happen. And there's nothing you can do about it? It's, it, it. it's not intelligent. It's not going. You can interact with it and nothing's going to happen. Right, and you can't get rid of it if you wanted to. 
So what would you, what would, if someone's listening and they, they think there's something in their house, what, what, what's your advice to them? Who do they seek out? Who do they speak to if they want to get rid of it, if they're uncomfortable, they're scared? We might have different answers to this, yeah. but I'm going to jump in first. Mm-hmm. To me, how I define a spirit is simply a human being without a body. And if you were just to ask that person to leave, they're scaring you, they're making you uncomfortable, any decent human being will do it. Yeah. So you've got someone that's trying to get your attention. If they know that they're scaring you, they will probably just leave you alone. Yeah, no, I would I'm, agree I'm scared that. of becoming a ghost now. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Sometimes it is just like they want that acknowledgement that you know that they're there, you're aware that they're there. And yeah, like sometimes it is as easy as just saying, look, you're scaring me, this is my space, can you please not come into my space? I think it just, I really, I think it really depends on the person. Like it depends on what that person believes, what makes them feel comfortable. So I know, you know, for me, if it was someone in my family, like I have family members that still regularly every year get their house blessed by a priest because that brings mm. them comfort. That's yeah. what's going to make That's them feel safe That's what my family would do, yeah. Yeah. Same. So some people might find comfort in a priest, whereas some people might turn to a paranormal group and try and get someone in to come and hopefully debunk and see if there is anything there. So like, basically prove that there is nothing there? Is that, what, a is lot that, of the is time that, the that is the step? case. Is so, that what you tried to do first? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, because a lot of the time there is nothing there. Yeah, okay. And I'm not saying that people are lying. I'm saying there is a lot of logical explanation to things. So when we, um, before I started working in Haunted Island, the other team I used to work in, we used to actually go to people's houses and 90% of the time we could explain what was happening. And what would that tend to be like? Have you got any maybe an example? So say, do people say... The doors always open or close or something like that. Well, like one, people think say things like that. One instance was it was the children just trying to get attention. That's all it was. One hundred percent. It happened to my family once. It was hilarious. My mum <laughs> literally called the church in one night. Oh, she's got to listen, but oh, I'm sorry. Really? I her under the bus. She she called in the church one night because every night at three a.m. this voice would play throughout the house and it freaked <laughs> her the hell out. Like freaked her out. And we and it was going on for like two, three, four weeks and they're like, all right, we've got to get someone in here. And they, they come in and they're like, there's nothing here, there's nothing here. And it must have been somebody was getting up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water and they walked past the computer <laughs> and it was like one of those an- like old antivirus kind of ads that come on the computer yeah. and it just happened to play at three o'clock every morning. So it was just like, so then we actually found out what was being said. It was just like, Norden, a- antivirus activated it and, and like twice and that would just be every night and mum was convinced we were like, uh, yeah, under the... Uh, but I was going to ask, so when you talk about like spirits in human form, this is someone, someone asked me this the other day. I don't know why they asked me this question, but uh, they said, what do you think happens? Do you think if this is, is the spirit form the one that passes away or does it, is it a part of their life? Is it them as a child or as a teenager or happy or sad or? So with research just in general and like mm. the whole paranormal community, not just us, we've seen cases where a spirit can manifest themselves as they were as a child or as an adult so i think once you pass away there's no age it's you can project yourself as however you want okay i think for me i think it'd be maybe the happiest time of their life i'm not entirely sure but i would say that's probably because we've seen that not haunted under but just the wider community i know and i know it's hard because these are all kind of theories and by the way it's good that you're skeptical because if you're totally on board it'd be harder for the viewer to actually believe in what you're saying people yeah. probably think it's set up but well I well just, I, I was just gonna say that's it's very much the same in like a catholic well in the catholic church like when when you die basically you go into your, your younger healthier self mm. like uh, i remember hearing that and I'm, but the idea of can do you reckon you can change so, so for example if, if 
after death, you become a ghost. Um, you're a, you know, you might be 12, but then you choose you want to be, I don't know, 30 or 40. Or, I don't know. Or is it <laughs> suddenly 30? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. I remember seeing one Ghost Hunters episode, which just stuck with me. The lady that apparently haunted this location died in her 90s, but everyone sees her as a child at around mm. nine years old. Oh, Isn't that weird? That's creepy. Yeah. And, you, and, and they're looking for, the theory goes that they're looking to be set free. They're, they're stuck and they're trying to, they're holding it's onto hard something. It's to say. I think yeah. a lot of the time, sometimes they don't know that they've passed. Or we've, I think we've definitely had that in yes, some instances. we have. I can think of some investigations where, you know, particularly um, – yeah, up at Tambourine, we had an investigation where you would get, depending on where you were in the location, you'd get the elderly woman either as her elderly self or you get her as a child. That's right. We've had investigations where, yeah, like it it seems like people don't know that they've passed on. Okay. Um, and then, you know, like I have spoken to mediums before as well and some of them have said that, you yeah, know, this person is not presenting themselves as the elderly relative that you remember them as but as someone younger and healthier right okay so, so i think age is purely human form yeah Once okay cross that i don't think it counts that makes sense so let's talk about some of your experiences now tell us about some of the places you have investigated some of your uh the, the most say, amazing mind-boggling things victoria you... takes oh, the cake really for me. oh no yeah. don't say yes, that I'm <laughs> We went to wow. Beechworth and yep. Rutherglen. So we stayed in the old um, convent. Mm-hmm. What was it called? The Rutherglen Mount, Convent. Mount Carmel Convent. Yep. So I didn't think it was that haunted when I got there. I was a bit cocky yeah, about she, it. I'm she, like, oh, I'm so fine. No, she was so cocky. We arrived to this location. She's like, there's going to be nothing there. It'll be totally fine. There was so we, there. <laughs> we it were all fine. set. <laughs> we, we were all set to sleep in like all the nuns' rooms when you went upstairs. And they're tiny That already rooms. sounds scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds no, like a horror movie, so yeah. these rooms, just to set the scene, like you're downstairs and you've got like the kitchen area, the dining area. Like there wasn't a lot because they were they were turning it into a B and B at some That's stage right. after we investigated, but it, when we went, there was barely anything in this convent. So downstairs was nothing. You had two really quite large stairs, ominous looking staircases, and they were quite ominous. Yeah, so there was like one on sort of either end of the convent, and then when you were upstairs, you just had this long hallway with a room at either end, like and a, the a large room. The bathroom, bathroom oh was terrifying. God. So this bathroom was like in disrepair, like. It was the old like singular sinks. It looked like it came out of a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely it did. And then yeah. the rooms were just, it was just this tiny little double bed, but then there was a big window behind the bed and then you looked out onto the balcony and there were no there were no window coverings, there were no curtains, no blinds, nothing. So it was that was already Always a bad itself. sign, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we've arrived and Nadine's like, nah, there's nothing here. It's we're going to be totally fine. We'll be okay. She ended up having to move her bed into mine and Caitlin's room and sleeping at the foot of our bed because she was, I was not so sleeping terrified. Alone. There was a reason for that. So when we started investigating, it was Haley and myself. We went up to that creepy bathroom and straight away we had a woman reply to our recording in an English accent, clear as day. And I could probably find it for you, which I will probably do that. But <laughs> it was so loud and I was like, okay, there is something here and I'm not going to be sleeping alone tonight because mm. we were there for two nights. So the next day we investigated the jail mm. and I can't remember where else we investigated, the hotel uh, of the some Star kind. Hotel, which there wasn't that much that happened there. But I remember coming back from Beechworth Jail and there was another team, like a smaller team that came along with us because they sort of ran the tours at the jail. They came along with us and we had all parked up at the convent and where you parked, it was sort of the back of it. So you could see into the kitchen and everything like that. And there were sensor lights. Of course, there's sensor lights. <laughs> so we've all parked up 
every single person is accounted for. The sensor light has gone off on that big balcony that runs behind the bedrooms. So as if someone's walking up there. And that's where the toilet was as well. The toilet was outside on the balcony. No one wanted to go to the bathroom no alone. No one wanted to go to the bathroom alone. <laughs> Hold it in. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'd all arrived and then the sensor light went off in there. So I'm like, oh, great. And then as I was walking in, I could see this woman, like this woman who looked like she was wearing like a habit, just walk through the kitchen window go down past and then down and disappear somewhere into the convent. So we've all walked oh, in and we're all just like, oh, God, it's going to be a long night. And then it, it, we, we ended up staying up later. Even though we had just done Beechworth, we ended up doing an extra investigation. We did some table tipping and things like that. It was good fun. It was definitely – there was something there, definitely. Oh, what's and table tipping? She was tip so tipping? active. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Table tipping – it's not it's what it sounds like, is it? Tables going flying? No, okay. not, not to that <laughs> I was like tables like going up and flying and flipping. Yeah, okay. Not to that extent. So I was sceptical because it was nothing mm-hmm. I had ever heard of or experienced before. But it's sort of like you get a group of you and then we had like a table. It was – But it's a table – got to get a table that's at the – what do you call it? The centre is in the middle. I don't know if you could do it with posts on the yeah, side. Yeah, but you basically each have a finger on the edge of the table, like like you would on a planchette on a Ouija board. So everyone has like a finger lightly on the edge of the table and then we're, we're all kind of just standing there waiting for something to happen and then it was like the strangest feeling. It kind of felt like you were on a ship, you know, when you're on a ship yeah. and you're on the waves and you're just rocking back and forth. So it was like that. But then the table did literally start to tip. So we've all kept the one like fingertip on the edge of the table and you'd still be like kind of crouching down on the ground because the table's about to tip that way, but it never actually tipped. Like it I think the theory is, is that, that you can use your energy to manipulate the object. Oh my Basically God. the yeah. same as an Ouija board where you're allowing them to use your energy to move the planchette. So it's the yeah. same concept. So the legs of the table were up as it was tipping. Yeah, wow. yeah the whole table was like on a slant, like about to you know, Holy shit. hit the ground, but it wow. never actually hit the ground and all it was was just our fingertips just... That's not how, how long did it take for the, that to happen? How long were you? We, no? weren't there, we weren't there for that long, no. And how that common would you use beach, that practice? That was only, we only did it the, twi- uh, the two times, so at yeah. Beechworth and at the convent. Yeah, first time I'd ever done that and I haven't done it again since. It was just like kind of just like a cool party trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how often do you guys get hit up about um, locations or do you guys source them out yourselves or do people watch It's l- a watches? 50-50. Okay. So sometimes yeah. we source them out ourselves and then other times they actually contact us saying, hey, yeah. we've got something here. You need to come and check it out. So has there been uh, a request by a watcher and you've gone and, and – and seen the location and you've gone, holy shit, you're right. Like this yes, is. Yes, recently, yeah. actually, a few yeah. weeks ago, we were asked to go out to the valley. That's uh, a haunted bar where they've now done a haunted horror maze as well. But the staff have actually experienced real paranormal activity while there. So they asked us to come out and it is definitely. So it's a natural bar people can go to right now. Yeah, and then they've got a <laughs> horror maze. So you can go to the bar and have a drink wow. and you can go through the horror maze. So they're called Evil Corp in the valley and it is awesome. It is we should go there. It is. You know what? You <laughs> guys have to go there. Really? It go. is definitely very active as well. So Where is not, it? Uh, in the valley, in Brizzy. Oh, it's in Brizzy. Yeah. So, so can you just elaborate a little? I'm still trying to get my head around it. So what does that mean? You, you get a drink. So the, you can just go there, normal bar. It's a horror theme. So it's like yep. Halloween theme. You walk in there, there's skeletons and stuff everywhere. Okay. And you can choose to go through the maze if you wish. I think you've got to pay extra for that, but it's so cool. And you go through the maze. Now, I haven't done the maze, but someone else did and said it was awesome. But they've got staff in there and it's like a – think of it like you're going through a horror maze at Halloween. That. But they called us out because their staff have actually been experiencing paranormal activity while working there. And I can confirm that they are 
not crazy and there is definitely something there. Yeah, <laughs> so this yeah. is but this is where I get skeptical. So if you go to a haunted place and you're paying a price to go and experience something haunted, then then no. So you're not paying to get the haunted experience, you're paying for the horror experience. So I don't okay, I don't think okay. Yeah, I don't so, think the So horror public. experience people jumping out at you. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's different. okay. So you don't yeah. So yeah. I don't think the, the, the public... ghosts are getting a little cut of the uh yeah. the nice tips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think the public actually know that it's Actually oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Horror maze. Yeah. Gotcha now. Okay. Yeah. I, I cannot stand like horror houses and mazes and things. The I idea know, of walking too. through somewhere. Have you seen the vision of like Kevin Hart and I think Jimmy yeah. Fallon walking through <laughs> one? Like that would be me. Have you seen those? No. Like, oh, it's but but people, that's, that's, that's us too. sometimes. That's us sometimes on yeah. an investigation. I can't remember where we were. We might have been walking through like the Mount Cruther Forest, but oh no, it might have been Tawong Cemetery actually. But we have had it sometimes where like. We've been in our group and then something will come by or you'll hear a sound. The other person jumps into the other person's arms. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's comedic when it happens, yeah. but yeah. Is there anything you girls are scared of? I didn't I didn't know true fear until I was uh, made to go through the jail um, at Beechworth by myself in yeah, the dark. Okay. And I've never been so scared before. I am absolutely terrified of – it sounds so dumb. I am absolutely terrified of the dark. And I'm terrified of being wow. locked. Wow, I did not expect that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm. You, you picked the wrong industry. I'm nearly 27 years old, and I'm still <laughs> yeah. terrified of the dark. And I think, I think it's always been though, what's in the dark that yeah. I can't see. Yeah, okay. but then combine that with being like my other fear is being locked in a room. Absolutely Speaking of like claustrophobia, or? combine the two of them together. Yeah, claustrophobia as well. But having no escape to somewhere and combine the two of them together, which has happened on an investigation, which I'm going to tell you about next. Yes, tra- one of the, one of probably in my top three most traumatic experiences we've had while investigating. <laughs> well, you did mention before we started rolling that you had this traumatizing event, so yeah. we're eager to hear this. We were at the Royal Bulls Head Inn, yep. and it was Celine's turn to go by herself. We did not. I just want to disclaimer: we did not lock her in the room. No, the door just jammed. The, the door, like to be fair, the door had no issues opening itself previously because, like, earlier in the investigation, Nadine and I are sitting in the room. Oh no, that was the last time that we went, and the door was opening on its own. Like we'd get up, we'd close it, and then the door would open up on its mm-hmm. own, and then it would start opening on command. So that's one of the other things we do to like debunk is we're like, okay do it now and then it would would open and then yeah this time I had been in the room and I was using a recorder um to do an EVP session and it was a bit spooky because a couple of weeks prior to going on this investigation I had a it wasn't even a dream I had an experience at home where I saw an elderly woman sitting on the edge of my bed I could so vividly see her hairstyle what she was wearing and then I get to that location and there's a photo of her on the wall wearing that exact outfit which I'd never seen before so then they're like, okay, well, you go into her room then and I've That's got the good. recorder trying to like do an EVP session, doing all of that and then Haley was meant to come down and join me um, and then Jace was coming down with the camera and then, of course, she can't get the door open and I was and laughing. She panicked. I was laughing. <laughs> I, I started laughing because I thought they were mucking around with me and I was like, no, come on, it's not funny and this door like – would not open so I just burst into tears and I just started panicking yeah they had to come in through the other door there was like another room attached to us they had to come in through that door and save me but I'd freak out (laughs) (laughs) terrifying what would be the scariest kind is there something you'd say no to like for example for some reason coming to my head was like if you went out on a ship in the ocean Mm -hmm. and it was supposedly a haunted ship like that would be that would, to me, that'd be like the ultimate. Well, what's your biggest well, probably, probably. That would I wouldn't want to do that. I, I don't think I see Ouija boards scare me. 
So I'm s- sitting here no, saying I'm skeptical, but then I like I totally believe in Ouija boards. So. I don't think there's anything I'd say no to. Really? Yeah. After doing this, like, there's things that. I mean, we kind of don't let each other say no. Yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah, really get a choice. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, we don't really it's part give of each the content. Other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't really yeah. give each other a choice anymore. So we started breaking up, like in an investigation, whose turn it was to have their solo mission as such. Yeah. No. There's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it doesn't know matter how scared you are. If it's your turn, you got to do. Uh, yeah, like I like that. It's like no, your go, my go. Yeah, what that's, would you that's say fair. no to? Uh, uh, see, I'm the darks probably would scare me, but I. This is going to sound silly too, but I just I don't like clowns. I know that's got nothing no, to do. Okay, with. No, I am hundred percent with you. <laughs> like, on that. I totally get that. Yeah, <laughs> I was investigating a circus. I don't know how <laughs> well, you'd go yeah. with that maze then. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think I could do that kind of. If I was with like D or a group of mates, like, and we're filming it, I mean, I would do it. It'd be funny. I'd probably genuinely, I probably would nearly cry. I would, I would hate it. Well, like, we've got so. We're not just up here for the podcast. We're filming all this extra YouTube content for what we do. We like to collaborate with our ex guests, and maybe we'll be back up in a couple of months. Maybe we we will go yeah, actually, that's check out idea. check out that tunnel and send us. Well, in. we have punishment, so we have DOS VD challenges, and then there's a punishment. <laughs> I wish you didn't tell me that. So, uh, <laughs> but remember, you guys we're, are hate us. we're at the beginner level, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, yeah. on that, I reckon we've got all these devices. Yeah. Can yes. you explain to those watching on YouTube firstly what they are, what they do, and then we're even going to hear. Some real life. What would the word be? Well I, well, I, well, I would like you guys to maybe almost speak like you're rocking up to a location, each device, yeah. what it's used for, okay. when you do it, maybe what you've seen with it. This is our K2 meter. This is what we use to debunk first and foremost. So we'll have someone actually go around the location to see if we get any readings. So we would go and check if there's any like fridges or whatever it might be that might give off a high reading. So you can use this as an electrician. We're going to see if there's any unusually high readings, same sort of thing. Now, the theory is that spirits can manipulate electromagnetic fields, which is what this detects. So if we go through a location and we don't get any hits on this, it's completely clear. Now we're sitting down doing our session and we're trying to get interactions and this suddenly spikes to red for no reason. That's what what we call an anomaly. Now, we're not saying that that's a ghost. We're saying that is unusual, that wasn't happening before, why is it happening now? So then we might go, okay, something's happening right here, let's pull out the recorder. So this is just a normal recorder, you can buy this anywhere, there's nothing fancy about it, and we would just ask questions. So we would say EVP session one, which is electronic voice phenomenon, so we're trying to get someone to speak to us. We don't hear it out loud at the time, but we play it back after a minute or so, and we have a breath or a response or a voice or a sentence, whatever it might be. So we've had all of that. In the past so, so, to, see, so why would you yeah. not hear it though why would you not hear the, na- the naked ear doesn't hear it it's too not, well not, not always. always so okay. a disembodied voice you would hear out loud an evp you do not okay gotcha so my theory is that our hearing like a, you know how a dog can hear mm-hmm. high-pitched sound yeah. yep. it doesn't affect us my theory is the same sort of thing so this takes in everything and outputs it at a hertz we can hear right okay that's the theory the way i kind of look at it too like there was, I think it might have even been in like a horror movie that I saw once, but I was like, that's such an awesome explanation. Like they said, think of it like we're on several different planes. So we like as living, breathing human beings are on this kind of plane. And I've heard people say, imagine spirits that have passed away are on a plane separate from what we're on. Yeah. And that's why with the naked eye, majority of people can't see them moving around because yeah. – 
like chances are like and it doesn't matter if it's nighttime or if it's an actual haunted location like you can have spirits everywhere no matter yeah. what time it is like we've seen it in the middle of the day like yeah. it doesn't matter so that's another way i like to kind of think of it so yeah, it's like good. well that could be an explanation as to why we can't hear it mm. normally as well well you bring up a good point about seeing things so our cameras are uv so ultraviolet so we can see from the infrared spectrum to the ultraviolet spectrum all of it so more chance of capturing something in those light spectrums that we can't see with the naked eye. So we use night vision and ultraviolet cameras. Cool. Okay. So that's just one. So that is not a GoPro. <laughs> you, you can actually. It looks like one. So what, what we do is if, if you're techie enough to do it, we actually buy normal GoPro cameras or these. I like to buy the cheap ones because there's a good chance you might break it. I actually pull the lens out and I remove the filter. In oh, it. wow. So once you remove that filter, the camera automatically is capable to be night vision and... Um, really? Yep, yep. So in ultraviolet and infrared. Yep, there's a little red square. You just pop it off. Um, Interesting. Yep, so I've converted all of ours into ultraviolet cameras. Cool. Is there a reason actually... Um, so the, uh, the recording, can you not do that like on a phone? Yeah. You can as well, do. like you voice can. memo. Yeah. But like I said, it depends on what frequencies that device is able to capture in. So that's why we use Olympus because they cool. have the full range. Yeah. Whereas a phone is quite limited. Yeah. That makes okay. sense. But you can. There's not saying you can't. You yeah. can absolutely yeah. do okay. it on a phone. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's next? All right. Next, it doesn't really matter. These are the fun little gadgets. Cool. Yeah. I'm right. looking at the so. big whopper at the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is that big We boy? call this Oki, but Oki. that's not his name. It's actually an Oracle box. Just bring it over here. Where are we? There he is. All right. All he is is really a glorified speaker. You actually okay. need to plug in a device like this to it. So this is our spirit box. Okay. So this is now diving into ITC research. So instrumental transcommunication. It's all experimental communication. This uses radio frequencies. So radio frequency, when played in a rapid rate, creates white noise. Mm -hmm. And one of the theories is that spirits can use and manipulate white noise to speak to us. So what this does is it can play up to four to eight channels in one second. So it's like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's annoying. It is annoying, correct, <laughs> which is why we have Oki. So we plug it in and Oki removes that gotcha. sound gotcha. and only pulls through the voices. Wow. Oh. Yes. So for just a bit of extra info, like we we use him when he works. He's great when he works, but he can be a bit of a pain to do. <laughs> um, so for example, when we took him to that Royal Bulls head in in Toowoomba, in one of the upstairs rooms, it's set up as like a card room essentially. So, um, you know, where you'd have like a card table and everything like that. We were downstairs in one of the rooms. We had Oki going. One of the things that it did was play, oh, it would have been music from like maybe the 40s. Yeah. Just I remember started that. playing music from the 40s oh, out no. of nowhere. And then you had a male voice started coming through and he said blackjack. And he started bringing up like card-related terms. A cameraman's uh, eyes are just uh, lit up when he heard blackjack. <laughs> He's obsessed with the casino at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. do you remember Goodna? Did I didn't go to Goodna. Okay, so when we went to Goodna Cemetery, and I don't know if you guys know this, but there is an old mental asylum that's at Ipswich, Wakehall area. You're not allowed to go there. It's security and boarded up. But what they did is they found a number of bodies that were buried there. They moved them to Goodness Cemetery in uh, unmarked graves. So we actually ran this right near the unmarked graves and we had a man speaking to us. He told us uh, that he was buried there. He told us that he was under a certain grave number. Now, I have this all on YouTube, so you can actually go watch this episode. Clear as day, answering us. And it was weird because he like, had like this 
German accent. It was really strange. But yeah, actually, we had wow. the German accents right. as well. So we went to another location um, down German the Gold accents. Coast, River Mill. Yes. And we were in a little church thing that's on the property. And that whole area, I don't think we realized until later because we had to do. Like we try not to do too much history research before going to the location because sometimes it can, you know, taint your view of things because yeah, you already okay. know too much. Mm. So I think we did this research after. But the the area was basically founded by German Lutherans and we were in the church and we started having all these German accents coming through. And it was just That's amazing. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible. How are you feeling now when your scepticism? <laughs> no, that, that sounds pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you? So the these, German accent, especially. These <laughs> two fun little devices. So this I've got here is an EM pump. This creates electromagnetic fields. So the theory is, as you can see, that's going up. Yep. The theory is because spirits can manipulate EMF, they can actually use it to get more energy to speak to us. So a lot of the time we'll find our cameras will just suddenly die because the theory is that spirits can use that battery power to manifest themselves. They need energy from somewhere. Uh, so okay. we give them this as a possible way to not kill our cameras. Gotcha. Just use that instead. It's interesting that one of our batteries just died. So <laughs> <laughs> they, also, um, they also can take the energy from you as well. Like every now and then, like if we're on an investigation and we're trying to get something to happen, you can say, you know, you can take a little bit of my energy. Wow. Um, that's what leads to the paranormal hangover. Okay, yes. No, I haven't. Mm, hectic. I get that even when I don't actually mm. tell them they can use my energy. It's when you say paranormal, though, I just I can't help but just think of Paranormal Activity, the movies. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I know that you probably look at them and just say, that is so bad. I'm so scared of any movies watch, like that. I can't watch movies like that. Yeah. It's not like that on an investigation. No. Yeah. It's really not. No. You'd actually be no. underwhelmed, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, you can sit there for hours and hours and hours and get nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you look like an idiot it's sitting in the dark talking to yourself. Kid you not, that's what it looks <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> Imagine what it was like 200, 300, 400 years ago without technology. Like, yeah. 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 Could you play us a few sounds? Because I think we got this uh, connected to our roadcaster. I have to find the good ones. That's though. okay. That's... Take take your time. But, uh, but what I can do, I don't know if you want to try and like clip this in, but I can yeah. show you a really interesting clip where. Celine reacts to an orb flying to the door. The door then opens and then we hear a woman say, get out. Let's do that. Yeah. We'd well, love firstly, to what is an orb? Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't ask me that question because okay. I don't like the subject. We, so don't, we, don't, we don't like the subject of orbs. Not saying that orbs don't exist, but everything to a lot of people is an orb. Like, And the thing is when you're in the dark and when you've got these sorts of lights going, you know, you do see a lot more dust and the, ca- the camera can capture it mm. and a lot of the majority i would say 99.999 percent of the time it's dust or Whereas, a bug or a bug yeah bugs can look real trippy on so, a camera so orbs something you can see with your yeah. own eyes yes. it's got to be like it's basically got to be seen with the naked eye so we did have an experience where we did see an orb yes. actually and it was weird so we were at beachworth jail and we were down one corridor and you look down the other end and you can literally, we blue all saw it. It was this blue ball of light that just kind of went past. And we caught it on camera. But the reason we were okay to say that was an orb in terms of the definition is because we all saw it with our eyes and then the camera caught it, yeah, not the other okay. way around. Mm-hmm. So if you don't see it, but the camera captures it, then it's probably dust or a bug that you caught. Gotcha. It's just reflecting off the camera. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> You heard it. Wait for it. This is straight. Yeah. Just heard it. 
was that? That's how can you get? And I stopped it because I just freaked me the f out. No, play, 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 play. Everyone's going, everyone's in. <laughs> Yeah, I just, heard, I just it. heard it. Yeah, it says, "Can you get me to her?" Oh. Shit, that's not residual. That's intelligent response. That was so freaking loud. Who's gonna go up there <laughs> next? We're yeah. sleeping up there. Yeah. <laughs> you all. Okay, again, again, What is it? It says, "Can you get something?" I'm also feeling a sense of like I want to throw up. I don't feel well, but I know I'm, I'm sick. So yeah. I could be channeling off you too. <laughs> we could listen to this. I'm also feeling a sense of like I want to throw up. I don't feel well, but I know I'm, I'm sick, so yeah. I could be Oh, no, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, I heard it then. You Did heard you? It, it, yeah. it? It does take a bit of practice yeah. to hear because it's so faint, um, but we can actually pull that up when you... In, like, wow. Yeah. Okay. The audio. Oh, I wish I heard it. So you heard it? Yeah, I heard it, but that's I because I was, Nadine, earnest, Nadine was yeah, showing okay. me when... I even closed my eyes one. at one point yeah. trying to concentrate. It's so faint. The yeah. earnest one is also quite loud. So did you? do you guys hear that? When you're actually shooting? No, it's when no, you just... Sometimes you do. I oh, see. So you guys are just playing back all that. Correct. Yeah. With all these gotcha. in conjunction and you should know when to listen for it. Yeah. Okay. So we send Haley in by herself to the tunnel. I think this is the one one of you told me. Yes. This is the one I watched. I thought I seen a face. That's why I did it. Don't know whereabouts it is. This this one scared the absolute shit out of me. That's Yeah. It's speaking on top of you. It's yeah. It's it's four words, <laughs> and the first Drop words this. like. Sorry. <laughs> Do you think I got spooked out then? <laughs> oh, that's creepy. It sounds like at Welcome least. Back. So what did what did they say? Oh, wait, yeah, Take hold me. On. The Take reason me. I panicked was I seen a face coming at me. I wonder me if we played at the end. So what Taste the soothing It says <laughs> go back to them. Soothing so drops back with to immune them. support. We I think you, I think, because I literally watched this video this morning. Um, yeah, it's when you're sitting there with the audacity. Here it is amplified. Oh. Hear it? No, that's not it. Yeah, Walk back. Oh, yes, it is too. I didn't hear it. Hey, listen. It's like what are they saying? Walk back because hate them. Walk back to them. Sounds like. No, I couldn't hear it. Yeah. Them. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's That's not us. Oh, wow. Because Hayley then talks straight oh, after. Wow. It's almost like... Yeah, I thought that was you saying that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was a really creepy one because, yeah, like Hayley, Hayley did her solo mission in the tunnel, which the tunnel's creepy as because it's super long. It curves in the middle bit. So there's a point where there's absolutely zero light in the tunnel. There's no light in the tunnel anyway. It's so dark. Yeah. Even during the day, you will not believe how and dark it is. And it's creepy like pentagrams and all these other symbols spray painted yeah. on the walls. But Hayley... Haley got that voice come through and she starts walking back to us and I think that's when that bomb went off. So it was like let's just clarify it was, it was not <laughs> quite a it was a it was cracker like, but it yeah. sounded like a bomb in the tunnel and it scared us because we didn't know who it was or <laughs> what they were doing. But it was almost like a warning, yeah. yeah. Walk back to them. It was yeah. just it was bizarre. So that tunnel is that where we were, where we're going to maybe go today? That's where it's going to take you. Yeah. yeah. That's where, we're going. Thank goodness. that's where we're going. That's where we're going next time. <laughs> yeah. So gosh. when you get a message like "walk back to them," mm -hmm. it, 
should you listen, if you hear it, if one of us is in that tunnel for some strange reason and you do hear that, should you abide and just say, yeah, I will go back? Or do you take yes it on and, and say, no. I'm going to go further here? It really depends on dep- what you want to do. Yeah. Should you, but should you, if they're asking you, if they're politely asking you to do something, should you? It depends what it is. If they I, tell us to leave, we will. I think we respond yeah. a lot better to politeness. We have had some very rude, <laughs> some very rude spirits before. Like? Um, oh. oh, we've been sworn at. Yeah. Really? We, we've been called yeah. sluts. We've, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's no I joke. Mean, there's, um, there's no manners in the afterlife, obviously. No, no. <laughs> no there's when <laughs> it was Ghost Hole Mine and there was that male voice that came through and it said, like, murder the girls. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll play you that Holy. one. And then it says you're going to die. I can't believe I didn't think of that one, guys. So while while you're getting that up, that's that's interesting. So because that was one question I had earlier in terms of with with all this is one thing hearing them, but are they of any real threat to to your health in terms of can they can they actually hurt you? Well, I mean, like there was there was that time at the Royal Bulls head in where I was scratched, and you know, like a couple of us have been scratched a couple of times. Like it's it's not it's not a regular occurrence though. More often than not, like we capture the voices or we'll get the K2 or we've got cat, like, you know, those light up cat balls where if you touch it, we use those. Oh yeah. They're great. But yeah, every now and then you do get something that is a little bit more malicious and you'll get a scratch or like I said before, like I tend to feel things a lot more as well that they might want me to feel. So like I, I can say to them, like I feel like someone has been smacked in the head with like a rock or something because you just get this whopping pain in your head. Um, wow. Or you just get pain in certain other spots. Like when we went to Royal Bulls, they said that they do tours there and some people have the feeling like they're getting a heart attack. And one of the spirits there, I think they said, died from a heart attack. Yeah, that's what so I that, What if they say like if they gen- – because <clears throat> you said before they might ask for help. Mm. What do you do in that instance? How can you help if they're really polite? Or have they ever, asked, have they ever said please stay or stay with me or anything yeah, like we've that? Had, yeah, we've had that. Like come here or I'm up here or – We've had like oh, so that's at, so creepy. Yeah, so at the convent, one of the things Kate, I think it was when Caitlin and I were walking up the stairs, and we just had non-stop. I don't know if it was me and Caitlin or you it was and you. Haley. It was yeah, you. and we were walking up the stairs to go to one of the rooms, and it was just non-stop from the time that we walked out of base camp and walked up the stairs. It was just non-stop chattering on the like come on the up reporter. here, or come with me, yeah, things like that, things oh. like that. And then we got up to the hallway, and then. The, of course, the torch died and it had literally – we. we talked, <laughs> of course, the torch yeah. died. Yeah. So the torch, yeah. the green the, – the light was green. It, had, it was fully charged. It stayed like attached to the charging cable until we left and then, of course, it died at the top of the stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to backtrack here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of malicious, all right. Well, here we go. So I don't know which one this is, but we'll play it and find out. You die. Go back. Yeah. Do you want me to take that? Oh, yeah. okay. I heard that. Yeah, we're literally yeah. murder. Murder. Oh. Oh, that's actually giving me the creeps. Wait, oh. wait, wait for it. We're not here to harm you. We just want to know if you're here. You're gonna die. Oh my god. That's a. F- I literally almost forgot it, but. Oh, God's creeped me out. How was that? For malicious. <laughs> okay, that. Uh, now I'm creeped out. Yeah, that's. 
Wow. That, that, I nearly took my headphones off. I didn't want to hear it anymore. It's those kinds of voices that are scary though because we do get That's them so come through creepy. often where it's like kind of like a male growling or like a low guttural growling yeah. sound and it's that's that's the ones that's creepy. Can't believe I didn't think to play those ones first. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, I, I want him to hear it because no, no, he was the, one, f- the whole drive here was uh, it's all bullshit. There's no such thing. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it for you after this. Put the headphones yeah. on for the full effect. I tell you that much, yeah, dude. Well, in gosh. terms of uh, let's like maybe switch a bit back to the content creation side. Mm. So, I mean. Where do you guys see it going still? Like, are you, what's the vision for this as well? Like, and, and how do people kind of get in touch and follow and um, watch you guys? So we've sort of slowed down in terms of looking for locations. So if locations contact us, we will go out. It's now been a couple of years. Like, I've got kids now. Everyone's getting married. It's just, it's a bit hard to go out and film and edit. It's a big job, as you know. Content mm-hmm. creation is quite a big job. So yeah. we've got a few things coming out. But if anyone wants to get in touch, Instagram's the best way to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Or today yeah. you... Haunted AU on yep. Instagram. That's how it- Haunted DU. Haunted DU. Oh, haunted DU. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Even, even Facebook though. Like we've got the Facebook page. Um, TikTok. We check our YouTube comments and things like yep. that as well. So there, there's it, it'll tell you different ways to get in contact with us yeah. there though. But if there's any haunted locations that are listening, let us know. Well, there's a couple of haunted locations back in Melbourne. I know. Oh, there's plenty in Melbourne. My, my yeah. bathroom for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple I know. Um, so if you ever come to Melbourne, we should do that as well. We, yeah. we, well, I mean, we went to, yeah, Victoria, I think it was 2019 and we absolutely loved it. We'd love to, we've, we've kind of got like a roadmap of places that we want to go yeah. over Australia. It's just, it comes down to when we can find the time and. And yeah. money. Money's a big thing. Of yeah. course. It costs money to do these things. Yeah, it does. Of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Well, maybe next time I'm up in a couple of months, we'll uh, want to head to the tunnel. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. we've, got, yeah. we've got a couple of months to source what we need. Yeah. Do night time. So do we keen. Do it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. And yeah. I just want to tell you now, it is so dark down there. Torches don't make a difference. Yeah. I saw that in that video. Yeah. I'm like, because I've seen some other YouTubers go and hang around and camp out there, or, like try and sleep a night in that tunnel. But oh, uh, yeah, you guys should do that. I'm not doing that. I, I, all right, all right. I think yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll happily go. I'll happily go for a wander through it. As yeah. Someone, yeah. No. As someone who has walked through that tunnel, I would highly recommend not sleeping in the tunnel. That would be something that I would say no to. Oh, yeah, that, that's dangerous. We found yeah. the sweet spot. Well, ladies, firstly, thank you for having us. I know it's always uh, difficult when we when we come to the guest and we have to <laughs> and set take up over the take over your No, your it's yeah. been our pleasure. Thank you for no. having us. But, uh, thank you so much. We'll be in touch, and uh, yeah, we're we'll, uh, looking forward to what's going to happen in a couple of months. Yeah, me too. Thanks, girls. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And of course, you have your chance to get a shout out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.